You are listening to the Domestic Hell Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. You can find more shows and read our blog on our website, domestichell.com, or come and join the Domestic Hell community on Google+, where you'll find a safe haven for everything politically incorrect. Welcome to Domestic Hell. Hello, Kat Murphy. Hello, Eve Harvey. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm okay. I had a little back trouble. Don't want to bore everyone with my health issues. No, but do. I'm... No, well, just had a little back trouble. Had a... I have a prolapse disc, which occasionally gives me a little trouble. Um, but I've beaten it. I have frightened it back into place. <laughs> so I'm better now. Yes. Um, I took all the painkillers for a while. I lived in a fog. <laughs> you indulged your painkiller addiction for, for I did, a few yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. I'm the world's worst addict, actually. Uh, I find it really difficult to get addicted to things. I do try periodically, but never takes. I get bored with it and uh, stop. Uh, never, never suffer from any withdrawal symptoms. I'm, I'm addiction proof. You're, that's that's pretty good. That's the that's the best kind of addict, really. Doesn't affect your daily because... life. You can have a shot. <laughs> As a writer, though, you're supposed to be one of these people that you know takes heroin and you know um, drinks too much. And I mean, writers are supposed to be psychologically fragile, aren't they? I think I'm too sane to be a good writer. That's my problem. That that's that's the kind of life I intend to have when when I'm about seventy or eighty. Do you know when you're <laughs> nearing the end and you think, right, I'm going to live my best life now, and I'm going to be a total addict. I'm going to sleep all day and, oh, and indulge all night. The kind of thing that you're not allowed to do. Um, I'm going to have that. That's that's the kind of life I want. <laughs> convention tells me i'm not allowed it so i can't yeah Uh uh-huh yeah i think i'll do outrageous stuff i'll certainly wear outrageous clothes i think as you get older you're allowed to just indulge your fashion habits there's no doubt about that but um i don't know i just am the world's worst addict i don't enjoy it i don't enjoy it i try stuff like alcohol you know i drink occasionally and it's like no i'm not really no i'm not having a good time here everyone else is having a good time why am i not having a good time it doesn't work for me so I don't do it. Yeah. No, I would. I would love it. I would. <laughs> I would love it. So I'm going to. I've decided. You know, instead of thinking that I'm being forced to conform to this life, uh-huh. I'm gonna. I'm postponing it. I'm gonna live that life right. when I'm starting to really decline. When I'm old, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be a granny heroin addict. But it sounds like fine. a perfect way to go. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I remember that. I might. I'll, <laughs> it does. Yes, you died with a man in each hand. Yes. That's it. <laughs> and a bottle of absinthe between her toes. That's it. That is going to be me. Um, I may be a furry as well. That's one of the things we're going to discuss today. I don't think Indeed. so, though. Um, there's an, um, we've got a couple of articles from Mashable to talk about today. We do. They're doing yes. very well um, <laughs> on the interesting scale. And- <laughs> 
is actually an old one, but we we happened we happened across it. Um, we did, as we do. Uh, there's a convention where two thousand furries come to party. And this is in Berlin, yeah. I think. Yes, it is. Berlin's Estrel Hotel, mm. which I think it's an annual. Oh, Eurofurrence. Must have been do- to do with the the EU or something. EU elections. We must have. We're <laughs> Google. Google Maybe. throws up do you stuff. Think it was some to political us? gathering. <laughs> yes. yes, we're not into Brexit. Brexit because <laughs> we would miss out on the European furry conference. <laughs> Furries unite and protect the European Union. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think it. Yeah, I think there's American versions of this. I think in the states they have their get-togethers, and this is just the European version. So yeah, they, they don't all want to go to, to America with a tail hanging out of the suitcase and <laughs> some close questioning from customs about exactly what was in there. <laughs> um, so they they go to Berlin, which is a famous for its it, its its relaxed attitudes. Um, yeah, and uh, and there's loads of brilliant pictures. Absolutely, we should say what a furry is. We haven't explained what's a furry Eve. Uh, a furry is a subculture whose followers express an interest in anthropomorphic or half-human, half-animal creatures in literature, cartoons, pop culture, or other artistic contexts. It's actually they dress up. It's people in animal suits. Some of them are sexy. It varies. Some of them. There's one here that's wearing a swimsuit. She's and a bra. She's quite sexy. Sexy bear. Um, but some of them are not very sexy. There's a. <laughs> I don't find any of them sexy. <laughs> no, they're all fucking weird. <laughs> well, I've just looked up. This year's conference is in August in Berlin, right. and it's back to the eighties. I'm quite right. interested in that. Eurofurance 22 is back to the 80s theme. Okay. <laughs> it's still in Berlin. But yeah, aha, it's people, people who also, I think it seems to attract people who enjoy interacting with people in animal costumes as well. I mean, there's, you can see seated around the table, there's, there's people who are not dressed up and then people who are dressed up and they seem to want right. to talk to the people who are dressed up well that's right i'm not really quite sure why they don't look very happy the people sitting around the table they look a bit scared um but and i would be scared if i was in a room full of people that had furry costumes i suppose it's cosplay it's a very specific kind of cosplay isn't it um instead of being darth vader or you know xenia warrior princess um you get to be a fox um, and I know that a lot of these people feel that this is their spirit animal that they're unleashing on the world, that actually inside they're a wolf or a raccoon or a cow or whatever. Um, and this is them just expressing, putting on the outside what's on the inside. Well, there's a whole, um, there's a whole queue of blokes here just with furry tails. I mean, they're I wearing a T-shirts <laughs> and shorts and trainers and the furry tails. What is that? What is why? It's not really channeling. They're they've just got like a tail. 
It's saying, well, I guess it's like saying I'm a, I'm a lion. You know, inside I'm a lion. This is who I really am. So I'm, I'm going to attach saying... a tail to the back of my shorts. <laughs> I'm not just Bert from software, you know, from IT support. I'm actually Bert the lion. <sighs> I've got a mane. There are events at the conference, though. I'm quite interested in what the events are. I mean, what do they do? Do they just hang I don't out? Know. And what does it say on the website for you? It doesn't reference? say anything. Yeah, it just says want to know more. We've got um, bulkiest diamond. We've got panels. We've got fursuits. We've got the raddest drinks. That's it. Well, there's there's an art show. There's a timetable. Wait, timetable. Oh, okay. Speakers. Events. Oh, they do 3D printing for fursuits, puppets and figures. All right, drawing. Advanced fursuit materials. It's how to, oh, it's how to make the meeting your fursuit. of second life furries. <laughs> it's very artistic. I think that it's very much a gathering for people who make suits as well as... So it's a chance for you to show off your, your work, which is how cosplay works too. You know, you don't go in there to be Darth Vader and for everyone to, you know, think, well, that guy's got a really big lightsaber. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> to demonstrate all the love and work that you put into your suit. So I think that's what they're, they're a lot of them are there to show how amazing their suits are. Okay, so on a daily just... basis, you know, you come home, this is like three days of a year. What do you do with your suit? For the rest of the time, does it hang in the wardrobe until the next year? Or I think so. Yeah, I think you just take it out and stroke it occasionally. Do they wear it on a Saturday night when they're? <laughs> when do they wear it? What do they do? Do they do I, the hoover? I don't it? know. I, mean, I don't know what they do. <laughs> what is the point of the suit? Apart from this, having time to show it off. What do they do the rest of the year? You know, I mean, and I would say that the same for the cosplayers. What do they do? They do they? What do they do with it when it's not cos season? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're that Darth Vader suit must go somewhere or do something. Yeah, we've all got that. We've all got that. You know, you've you've probably got a nice dress in the back of the wardrobe that you haul out for the occasional wedding, and you know, you buy that one dress that you think makes you look like. Okay, you know, so that um, sort of thing. Yeah, Rita Hayworth or whatever, whoever your style icon is. Um, you know, and you, you don't know, sometimes when it's quiet, <laughs> no one's around, <laughs> you put it on, give yourself a twirl in front of the mirror. And I suspect they do that. And I also think that they probably, yeah, that you know, they have the convention that that suit hangs in the wardrobe, just like that dress until the big day comes and then they get it out. And they spent all year probably getting it perfect. Right, okay. Fretting about what kind of fur to use. You know, I want to be a blue lion, but what shade of blue and what colour mane should I have? There's choices to be made here. Well, these guys who've got tails hanging out the back of their trousers are obviously a bit shit. They've not made any effort whatsoever. Yeah, I think they're just dipping their toe in. Right, okay. They're like, I'm I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about being a furry. I will, 
nail my colours to the mask by putting it on a tail. Right. It's like having the the really shitty clothes but quite a nice pair of shoes. Right. Yes. Yes. They might buy themselves a shirt. Right. A, a decent shirt and, and just put that on and think, well, you know, it's better than a T-shirt. It's better, better than that Iron Maiden T-shirt I've been wearing since 1982. There is a holes under the arms. There is a, a photo at the bottom of of a guy sitting on another guy's knee. Having somebody's having. I know. A, a I think wolf, it's a man. A wolf is sitting on somebody's knee, having a little head together talk. I think there's yeah. more to this than we think. I think there's. Um, I think they're quite emotional people, furries. Yeah, I think so. I think they feel misunderstood. That's what I think. It's no fucking wonder. Sorry. Sorry, I shouldn't do the piss. I think it's lovely that they found something that they're it's interested very nice in and, and it's... very passionate about. Yeah, I think, and I think it's excellent. great. One, yeah, one of the best things about today's society is, you know, the internet world, is that you can get together, you can organise things like that. We're no longer our furries alone. That's are, very true. They can meet other furries and be with their kind, and I think that's great. So, yeah. We are wholly positive, despite the fact that we slightly tip. Yeah. All right. As long as no one expects me to wear one of those things. It must be bloody hot. I mean, it must smell a bit in there. I worked in a bookshop. I had to dress up as several different creatures to entertain (laughs) children. And they are really heavy and very hot and very sweaty. You can't wear them for very long. And they smell so bad inside. (laughs) I mean, they really do. I guess you don't want to fart in one of them things, yeah. do you? <laughs> it's not a pleasant. It's really not pleasant. And you're not very pleasant when you come out. I've 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 mm. worn one of several different things. I was one of these. I don't know, a big block person with massive feet and stuff. It's very hot. Berlin must be quite hot. It's in August. Yes, it's not cold in Berlin in August, so I'm hoping they've got air conditioning units under those heads. But I don't know, maybe some of them get heat stroke and have to be taken away. So, yeah. Anyway, we're moving on I to... I always wondered about the Disney, Disney characters. characters. Uh, yes, yeah, so well, I just exactly. Thought that. Cause in, yeah, in Florida, they're all, you know, you've got Mickey walking around, you think, bloody hell, you've got fun under that. Yes, they're very heavy. <laughs> yes. We're moving on to another thing that's uncon. Today's unconventional, I think. Should we just call it unconventional podcast today? Yeah, let's call it unconventional. Yeah, yeah that's quite good. I like that. Yes, because we're talking about artists having sex with the earth, as you do. <laughs> An Australian performance group is asking. This is Mashable again, asking a provocative question: What better way to connect to the earth than through sex? What better way? I, d- I yes. can't think of one. <laughs> there um, is ecosexuality.org. Um, it's, the movement appears to have originated online, it says. is An ecosexual is defined as someone who finds nature sensual, sexy. Some ecosexuals engage in sex acts with things in nature. Like that girl who fell in love with a tree. We talked about that before. Yes. She had I'm sex not quite sure what she did with it, but yes, she did with her friend Russell. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did you call a man with a tree on his head? Russell. 
Anyway, yeah. It's my best joke, okay? I'm going to wheel it out at every opportunity. I thought of that myself, okay? It's lovely. I think you should. I think you should paint. It, it is a lovely one. joke. <laughs> yes. So uh, mainly its intent is to get people to care about the planet in new ways, perhaps by relating to it sensually. So this is a group of artists and they seem to have, they feel, they don't feel that it should be kept quiet though because they like to take photographs. They most certainly do. We live in a photograph society, don't we? You have to fucking photograph everything you do. Yeah. New pair of shoes, photograph. Oh, I'm having a coffee, photograph. Look, a pencil, photograph. <laughs> yes. Pics or it didn't happen seems to be the mantra here that they can't have sex with the earth unless it's documented. Absolutely. So they're lying on the ground, as you do, naked. Yes. Um, Squirt and roll about a bit, I think. I'm not sure what they do. I'm not sure I care to know. Um, There's one with a sort of grass mask on it. Nurse's mask, you know, like a surgeon's mask, a face mask. She's got grass growing out of that. Well, some when they spoke to Pony Express, the group said none of the performances, performers or audiences are encouraged to have penetrative sex with nature or one another in the bathhouse. Right. So it's a sensory environment, but it's only sensory. It's not, it's not actually, it's not. They actually so they just, don't actually whip the knickers off and stick bits themselves <laughs> in the ground or bits of the ground trees themselves. Trees and twigs. No. I'm not allowed to do that. It's uh, described as very BDSM okay. meets the forest, but not in the Fifty Shades of Grey, spelt wrongly, uh, kind okay. of way. <laughs> yeah. So they don't whip trees with big sticks saying, naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> very bad. Flack. <laughs> okay, this is probably about the maddest thing I've ever seen, to be fair. It is. It is mad. Isn't it? Is it just me? It Yay. is, yeah. There's a, a woman with pollen on her face, sort of having pollen. Yes. What is the point of it, yeah. though? I surely sex is a, and well, unless you're masturbating, is a two-way thing. I'm not sure the earth is that receptive. I don't I'm think it's sure very it into it. Do you know? I'm not really not sure it's very into it. No, I don't think it is either. Um, I don't think it's a sentient being. I'm not into all of this guy nonsense um, about the Earth being one organism. Um, it can be useful to think of it that way. You know, I'm sure if you're a, an ecologist and you're trying to kind of manage um, yeah. the environment, you know, you need to think about it. It's much more complicated than you, we just do this one thing to this one particular habitat. Or, you know, it's complicated and, yeah, things are connected and so on. But I don't think that that means that it's a sentient being. No. no. Uh, yeah, I um, think it's. A, yeah. I'm not sure that having sex with it is the best way to look after it. <laughs> no, and I'm not sure it's entirely consensual. I'm not sure the Earth is that. Do you know they're, they're, they're kind of <laughs> do you? We're 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 heading into territory which I think is is, is kind of dubious. Shall we call I it dubious? So I think it's dubious. Yeah, yes, I think uh-huh. so. Because I'm sure the Earth is probably saying, "Do you want to just get the fuck off me?" Because yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want you to be rolling around on me, um, because you know I'm I'm having a I, I want to be alone right now, yes. um, or I'd rather have sex with with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so <laughs> <It's> true. <okay. laughs> Maybe the Earth 
Thanks, Is Brad Pitt available? Because I'll have sex with him. <laughs> That's yeah. true. I mean, it's thinking that the whole time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Earth. It's so sexual <laughs> between you and me. Yes, well, I'm just lying here pretending you're Chris Hemsworth. Get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it says sex sells. So if we have an erotic motivation for the ongoing conservation of our environment, this is what they're trying to do. If we learn to love I, the I Earth... I really don't think... No. That it's going to make the slightest bit of difference to the way that anybody looks at the earth to roll around naked on it. I really don't think that, uh, yeah, that, no. Yeah, our interest <laughs> is promoting a paradigm shift from earth as mother to earth as lover. Because the earth doesn't have to love us unconditionally. <sighs> yeah. It doesn't have to do anything. It's not a, uh, <laughs> why do we have to try and humanise everything? You know, it's like it's yeah. Uh-huh. You know, why does it only mean anything to us if if we could think of it as being like another human? It's oh god, yeah. It's yes, just do the right thing, guys. We don't really yes. have to shag something to yeah. make it. Dim- it's like your house is not a sentient being. It's 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 a house that we. Li- it's just a really big one that we live on, and it's complicated, and we have to share it with a whole lot of other things. Yes. Yeah, and but just we- like you don't drink all the milk out of the fridge you know you don't use up all the resources of the earth it's as simple as that you just need to be good stewards exactly but, yeah but you don't really have to shag it for that to be true no i don't think i don't want to go and shag my house <laughs> to show it that i love it <laughs> i know but there's loads of things you take care of and and look after but you don't have to have sex with it to make it no matter <laughs> No, you know, I don't want to have sex with my car because I think it cares about me. Well, yes, I mean you can take that to all sorts of extremes. My yeah. my local community, I quite like everyone in it. I like people. <laughs> Do you know the corner shop? I think it's nice, and I want to keep. I don't want to just have sex with it just to make it more personal. Do you know to make people understand why they should look after the local community? We have to have sex Be good with to your local community, and this is. I'm going to show you how by taking off all my clothes. <laughs> No. Yeah, no. I think I think no. we're going in the wrong direction here. It's a little bit so. too far. I think so. A little so, bit yes. too far. It's okay yeah. to care for something without having to actually shag it. I agree, absolutely. Good, because I'm not sure the Earth is that open to it, really. No, no I don't think it is. I think if the Earth was sentient, it would be quite disturbed by all of this carry-on. Yes. Because it doesn't really get a say in any of it, does it? Or, no. You know, and, and that's not nice, because it's all about consent, isn't it? It's all about everyone enjoying themselves. Very much about consent. So, it just seems yeah. dodgy to me. I think it's all very yeah. dodgy. And, and a little bit weird. Yes. Um, moving on. Maybe Something now. else unconventional. Are you? Uh, I'm not a vegan, but are you a vegan? I had a daughter who was a vegan for about five minutes until it gave her a form of... Um, Blood disorder, actually. Right. <laughs> this no is something that people don't know about veganism. Um, and I, I know this, this ins- it will inspire heated... If, yeah. you know, if, if put on the wrong internet forum, this would inspire very heated commentary from some people. But a lot of us are actually, I believe, quite strongly designed to eat meat. Um, 
and uh, she attempted not only to stop eating meat but to eat stop eating anything animal based uh, as many young people do all the best intentions in the world yes she's very into animals very into animal welfare and she just wanted to try you know she but truly believe that many people do this was the best way to express that was to try not to exploit animals and, and the result was that she um, got quite seriously ill uh, and was advised that uh, once they had ruled out any you know organic cause um, she was advised that she needed to eat meat um, and that it, this did sometimes happen to people who attempted to eat a vegan diet because we are actually designed to eat it some of us yes um, so yeah so I went I visited her at where she lived um, I drove four hours with a car full of steak <laughs> And you sit As one does. Sit, cook <laughs> it, and one is another. Cut it up and make her eat it. More or less, yeah. We spent an afternoon making stews and things, and yeah, I took her to the shops and we bought lots of nice things, and we had to talk about it. And I explained that it was going to not going to benefit a single animal on the planet if she died. Right. So you know, the best thing she could do was to be healthy, and you know, yeah. And um, did it work? It's sad but true, and, and it did work. She's now completely healthy. Uh, and I have to say that I've attempted not to eat meat a couple of times, never gone vegan, but I, have, I did try vegetarianism a couple of times and ended up with severe anemia. So um, I think it's genetic. Must be. And I know that, you know, that one person's experience isn't, you know, scientific yeah. evidence, but that's just how it is for us. Yes, so, no, uh-huh. I, I think we all have rabid v- vegans. So it's the wrong choice of words to put together. Yes, how you say there's nothing wrong with it. But I would agree. I think right. there's certain yeah, yeah. everybody's different, and some people are just yes. not not designed. Yeah, if it's for you, way. go ahead. I'm no problem with people being vegans, except that they're unbearably um, superior. Yes, almost <laughs> to a person. <laughs> That's so true. Yes. Well, yeah, there's a number of quiet ones who just get on with it and do yes, it, but there yeah, are certainly a lot of them aren't quiet. staunch vegans who it's almost like a religion in which you must follow it or you're the worst person in the world. I am the opposite. I yes. just eat meat. I'm mostly I'm I'm the yeah. if there could be an opposite of a vegan, that's me. I'm a yes. protein eater. Um and I just eat meat. Is, Good for you. I, I just think I don't agree with factory farming. I don't agree with um, animals bad, being badly treated and kept in, you know, unpleasant conditions and, you know, all of that. I, I buy free range and organic when I can because yes. um, I believe in that. And also um, it's I much better. That, yes. Um, and I, I believe every animal, every, everything deserves um, respect and and you know, to live the way that it, you know, the way that's suitable for it, if you know what I mean. I'm not putting this very well, but I think everyone will understand what I mean. Yes. Totally into all of that. Um, and I think we should pay the right price for things for me. To you know, ensure that, that that happens. Yes, yeah. and I'm quite happy to pay more money for it and eat less of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't I don't have any problem with eating it because, you know, <laughs> that's what we do. It is. <laughs> and that's what lots of animals do, so. Yes. Anyway, that's not what we're going to yeah, discuss. That's anyway, not what we're that's the bye. We're talking about knickers, edible undies for vegans. Vegans yes. at last have got their pants that they are able to eat. Yeah. Previously, because... seemingly, I don't know. There must be there must be pant edible knickers out there. There were non-vegan. However, packed apparel 
who are an ethical brand, um, have come up with yeah. something that vegans can eat. Also wear. Yes. Finally. I know. It's, they've been, I bet vegans have been waiting for this. It must have been. There must have been so much demand for these. There must have been forums with plaintive appeals to vegan, to edible underwear manufacturers saying, when will you bring out a vegan line? Because I want to eat my knickers, but I can't because they've got something animal in them. Yeah. So Not sure what, but yeah. Of um, all the things that could be invented in this day and age, vegan underwear was obviously yeah. top of the list. It must have been. It's filling an unmet need. Yes. It's been made... And mind you, it sounds quite tasty, actually. It's uh, <laughs> plant-based, avocados, coconut fibre, and dehydrated bananas. Although I don't really like bananas. I'm not a... Sounds no. good. Yes. Oh, I like a banana. Yeah, I'm into my bananas, yeah. Both Perfect men... Perfect snack for any time of day. <laughs> Should you suddenly have a pang no. at lunchtime, you just whip off your knickers. <laughs> Both men's and women's style. The only downside to Pat's Munchable line is it won't stand up to traditional laundering. They'll stay fresh for up to three weeks, but you can't wash them. Right. Three weeks? (laughs) You're not wearing them every day, I hope, because (laughs) it would be a very stern undie that you could wear. A stout underwear that you could wear for three weeks without washing. (laughs) Oh, it's only available in extra medium. I don't know what extra medium is. And it's got right. a dehydrated banana waistband. It's full of fibre, so it aids with digestion. The crotch won't ride up, and it's the perfect snack for any time of day. Yeah, do not wash, <laughs> consume after first use, but refrigerate after opening and ah. it stays fresh for up to three weeks. So you could wear it for a whole day and then put it in the fridge... For a couple right. of weeks and then eat it as a snack. I can't think of anything more disgusting. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've gone with this. I've gone with this as far as I can. It says here, put them on your favourite sandwich in place of cheese. Really? You could get your partner to wear them and then you could swap. I'll eat your pants if you eat mine. Cheese. <laughs> oh, look! We've been had. Entering the code April Fools when ordering. <gasps> oh! You mean they're not real? Early adopters can score a 20% discount on the edibles and everything else on the it's pack site today by entering Published code on April. the 1st of April. <laughs> <gasps> That's. <laughs> We're only six weeks late with this. Well, and somebody put a link up in our community. I think it was Amanda Gordon. Bless, bless you, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you. And you, you probably knew it was an April Fools as well. You, you, you saucy minx. <laughs> I love this though. Why and can I didn't it not check be real? it out carefully enough. Why can it not be real? I love uh, this. I would I would do that. I would wear the pants. And then I want to get them for someone's Christmas present now. I could have got these for my husband's birthday. It's just coming up. That would have been brilliant. Uh-huh. Look, boxer shorts, darling. You can eat them. 
<laughs> you can you put wear them, them on your bridges instead of cheese. Bridges and I'll eat them. <laughs> in God damn it. In front of you. Like that, honestly, that's the kind of saucy thing <laughs> that the earth, the earth people would just love that. They would. They probably wear nothing but vegan underwear, those guys. Uh-huh. I, I can't say, oh God, can you imagine the furries having them on under their... To their costumes. <laughs> They'd melt. <laughs> I think my underwear is stuck to me. <laughs> Mounted to my body. Yes, uh, that wouldn't work. But these the earth sex people would that would just they could have um, put that into their photographs of them eating them. They could. Yes. That's exactly sure they what they're they're all about. Yes. I mean, there should be some art projects of people eating their underwear. I think that would be quite... Um, I don't know if you saw a post on Facebook the other day of a series of photos of celebrities naked with fish. Oh, no, I didn't. I missed oh, well, that. You should go and put my name into Facebook and it'll pop up. Yeah, the Daily Mail ran it. It was, um, And it is a series. It's a real thing. And they are real proper celebrities. I mean, there's Helena Bonham Carter. There's um, Greg Wise and, and, you know, people that you've actually heard of. Okay. Um, naked with fish. Why? And the idea is it's to promote the conservation of the, the seas. Okay. I'm not quite sure how. There's one of Christopher Biggins with an octopus on his bum. Um, and yes, oh, it's supposed my. to make us all want to not oh. fish. And actually, to be honest, I would never eat an octopus <laughs> if it had been on Christopher Biggins' bum. <laughs> so but why are, they, why, do, why are they doing this? Why must it always be naked? I don't know. I mean, what is it um, about? I mean, the sex sells, obviously. The you know the artists uh, yeah. having sex and being naked with the earth and people yeah, being naked with. Surely, I, I think um, celebrities just rip their clothes off at the slightest opportunity. Do you think so? Would you like to do a photo shoot? Well, I'm not sure. It's naked. Okay. Oh, God. That's what I think's going on. Do you think so? Yes. Thank goodness the domestic Hellions were not going to remove their clothes for any promotional, <laughs> no. promotional purposes in the near future. I'm not posing naked with a conger eel. <laughs> no. We should, we'll, we'll record our next podcast naked. Shall we do that? It's, I think we should do that, yes. We should try doing that, yeah. Definitely. Okay. You'll be able to tell the difference when you listen. Okay. Right, okay. Well, that next podcast, we shall be completely yeah, naked wrong. in order to embrace yeah. this new thing that you one must be naked to sell something. That's right. Absolutely. And that if celebrities take their clothes off, we should do the same. Right. Yes. Because I'm, we're um, almost celebrities. I am definitely going to knit myself some edible undies. Maybe to... <laughs> To put out of licorice. <laughs> yes, I'll I'll fashion some out of something that I find in the fruit bowl, and I shall sit and wear that next time we record. Okay. Okay. Edible undie undies are the only clothes allowed next time we record. Next time. Okay. Looking forward to that, cat. Yeah. See you next be time. Very nice. Bye. 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 Bye.